0: Kristen, thanks for joining us at Noosa Church's God in Us podcast, where we believe that the God in us is our real story to be told. Our church family is full of incredible people who are living out their faith every day and living lives that are bringing glory to God. Let's hear about the God in us. Good morning, Teen Mission Tim. How are you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good. (laughs) It's been a good morning. And,
0: good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Well, I'm excited to have you um, with me today because I feel like I don't know a lot about you. So I'm excited to find out. Um, you turned up kind of not long before COVID, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think a couple of months into 2019, maybe uh, May, 2019, I yes, reckon. We okay. first uh, rocked up.
0: There you go. And you were Tim, Monica, and a blip.
1: Yeah, and baby to be. Yep. <laughs> baby to be.
0: And now you've got two.
1: And now we have baby B. Yep. Baby that's B. It.
0: <laughs> Heidi and, and Anita. Anita. That's it. Yes. Yep. Anita was very excited in telling me she finally <laughs> had the first baby named after her. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> it was it was really funny, actually, because the first time we rocked up yeah. was your. Uh, meet and greet. It
0: was. Yes. Lunch. Yes. After and church, Anita yeah.
1: was one of the first people that we met and Monica was heavily pregnant at the time. And Anita, of course, like came on up yeah. and was like, oh, I love babies. And like, <laughs> uh, is it a boy you. or a girl? And we're like, yeah, we know it's a girl. And, uh, um, she's like, oh, you know, have you thought about names? Uh, you can always name her after me and like, and then kind of moved on. And what was hilarious is Monica and I looked at each other and we like, Anita was one of the names we were really thinking oh, about my like. Goodness. Oh, I think, you know, we'd like to keep going to this church. Is that going to be super awkward <laughs> if we name her Anita now and but kept it on the list and right up to <laughs> The Day Heidi was born, we were like, Oh, should we? Anita's a really nice name, I think. We'll... Um, but we ended up changing our mind right at the last minute. Wow, that... yeah, it was just funny in the but end. But then you
0: and... got a do over, so yeah. it was all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome, isn't but, it? Um, so, so yeah. you're in a very sleep deprived state
1: mm. at the moment, yes. Um, mostly coming off of Anita's recently been a bit sick, yes. but otherwise, um, Heidi did not sleep well and continues to be a bit disrupted. Mm. But Anita sleeps like a champ oh, most of the time. Good. Like okay. aside she's from... gonna
0: be the favourite child, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. she?
1: <laughs> uh, second child is yeah. uh, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so far as favouritism. But No, we love them all the same. Uh, yeah, that's right? it. Yeah, but, yeah totally <laughs> uh, She she sleeps better and there's awesome. there's no doubt about that one. So.
0: so good, so good. So from South Australia.
1: Yes. Yeah. Born
0: and bred like there your whole life? Or? Yeah.
1: So I grew up in, uh, Wyala. This is like a small mining town okay. in, um, in SA and, uh, yeah, but we moved from Adelaide. I've been living there since finishing school and moving out to yeah. study. So. so
0: had you guys been married long before you moved up here?
1: We were married in 2017. Okay. And so two Couple years, years. Yep, Wow, before, uh, coming over here.
0: There you go. Yep. So what brought you to Noosa?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Mon and I had just kind of finished our studies, both teachers. Ah, And um, Monica primary school trained and I was uh, secondary trained. And so we'd been teaching for a little while. And uh, then we'd been involved with uh, Teen Missions International, going on a couple of teams for a few years and then uh, felt a, it was a weird call. I guess, like to teen missions in that they'd always kind of said that they were desperate for staff, and we'd, in loving what they did, uh, thrown the idea around and always gotten a definite no, uh, on like a, no, don't, don't go and don't do that whenever we'd, um, prayed about it or really discussed it with each other. And then, um, we, it just kind of came up again. And, uh, when we prayed about it and talked about it, it just didn't go away. And, uh, it seemed ridiculous because we just finished studying and we were yes. just kind of getting into and settled into our jobs. Yeah. And I was teaching, um, PE at, uh, the primary school attached to our church oh, wow. and Monica had just, uh, gotten a contract that was going really well at a, um, uh, Lutheran school in, um. Uh, in Victor Harbor. And so uh, we were both really getting into that and um, getting more involved in different camping ministries and stuff in the area. And so it didn't make a lot of sense at the time. Mm. And so we had a lot of questions Mm. and kind of one by one, God just started answering those questions in very clear ways. And so we just couldn't really uh, put it out of our mind. And so in spite of a lot of things that really didn't make sense in timing uh, or anything. We just, uh, went with God's leading on it and yeah, rocked up at the start of 2019, ready to have a baby and start working with, uh, team missions. So, oh
0: goodness. so yeah. in the natural, totally <laughs> insane, really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It.
0: So had Mike and Rena already given their notice that they were leaving?
1: Uh, not exactly. No.
0: So you were coming to join them yes. as far as you were concerned. Yes. Right. Yep.
1: We, uh, we, we were just coming on as regular staff. Yep. And, uh, at that point it was quite unclear whether or not team missions was going to continue yep. as well. So as we rocked up, we, in fact, our first kind of, uh, initiation training was, uh, very much along the lines of, it's quite confusing that you're here uh, because <laughs> we didn't know how long this was going to keep going and wow. uh, had just started almost winding down. So uh,
0: so what does that do in your head?
1: Yeah, I remember I um, it was in, in the morning we had those kind of discussions and uh, as the day went on, I was um, sitting by myself with my Bible, having a bit of a devotion time and uh, yeah, just... Uh, crying out to God, wondering, like, why, you know, are we flushing our careers down the toilet yeah. and um, moving away from family and uh, making all of these really hard calls uh, for this, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. And um, at the time I was I was reading uh, and there's a story of... Um, the perfume, like when mm-hmm. Jesus is anointed for his mm-hmm. burial, and uh, how she just pours out like this expensive perfume, and everyone looks at it and goes like, "Oh, what a waste!" Yeah. Like, and Jesus, is like, "No, that is a beautiful act of worship, yeah. like that she has just done." And even to the point of it says something like, "You know, wherever the gospel is told, this story yes. will be told." Yes. And I was just impressed upon me that time of like, no, that you know, you might be thinking. This is going to be a massive waste of your time. That's this is worship. Like wow. this is, if it was poured out like completely, and you know, if I just went around and mowed lawns and like uh wrapped up everything that was happening with team missions, and yeah. that was done as an act of worship yeah, for wow. Christ, that would be worthy. Like, wow. and that would be beautiful. And so I was like, all right, well that's. I guess we're doing this and wow. went ahead and made preparations and made but the move. It <laughs>
0: completely doesn't look like what you're thinking, which no. does, it rocks you, doesn't it? Because then in that moment you go, okay, did I hear from God on this or have I made a colossal mistake?
1: That was it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But as God says, no matter what this looks like, it's obedience and worship, isn't it? At yeah. At the end of the day.
1: Yeah, certainly. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yes. So then... Fast forward on. Yep. <laughs> Team missions does still exist. Yeah. So, Mike and Rena leave. Yep. You're all of a sudden, Team missions.
1: Yep. That was wow. I, I really we uh, signed on for three years and um, it was our initial commitment. Okay. and As uh, staff, uh, thinking that okay, we're going to get some training and we'll be a part of the larger picture <laughs> of what's going on. And then uh, I think you know, a couple months in. Mike got really sick, yeah. and then a few months after that, he was out of the country and yep. uh we were um yeah, it. taking care of things and mm-hmm. and then the start of last year was stepped into coordinators in training, so yeah, yep. uh yeah, really <laughs> not what we were expecting, and no. uh, it's taken a bit of getting our heads around, yeah, but um I bet that's just where God has us at the moment
0: and yeah. so. So not still second guessing?
1: No. In fact, we've uh, recently um, given our intention to recommit for another year. And so we'll, it was tricky in thinking, uh, okay, if we're going to do the coordinator thing rather than just staff, very different mindset yes, um, and responsibilities. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, we feel convinced that this is where God wants us for this season and he just keeps backing it up and yeah. Um we'll just keep trusting him and yeah. working where we're at. <laughs>
0: yeah. So so what do you love about it? Like you love young people? Um or you love camping? Or I, you love no, uh, sir, or
1: <laughs> one of the big questions, you know how I was saying um we had a lot of questions in going and mm. um uh one of the big questions that got answered for us. In, that really informed our decision to leave was uh, this tension that we've always had in trying to uh, equip and um, stay where we are in Australia and feed into the church. Yes. Um, and that tension between staying and feeding into the church and needing to go because of the urgency we've seen through the world in rocking up to places where there's no chance mm-hmm. that someone might hear yes. like, uh, the good news Yeah, and, uh, this problem that we had in like, well, should we stay? No. <laughs> or should we go? Oh, how could we do that? And then thinking about, uh, team missions as both in training and feeding into the next generation of followers of Jesus to
0: yeah.
1: go yeah. and share that gospel. Yeah. And so uh, having that kind of moment of clarity and going, oh, this is both was a big factor in us being a part of it. And I think building on that, for me, the, the thing that I love most about doing what I do at the moment is seeing uh, this is not talking down about teenagers because I love teenagers, but how God uses the things that are not and the things that are the foolish things in the world's eyes to accomplish great things and show his strength and power. Yes. Because, you know, you take a teen who's never done preaching or anything before, 14 years old or something like that, and uh, you give them the responsibility to talk to a couple hundred people in a church and give a message, and uh, they can't do it. And then God makes up the difference, and something incredible happens, and you just see so clearly and with such clarity what God does like in the, it can't be anything else. Like, and, um, I really love how, uh, God's power is displayed in the weakness of inexperience and, uh, that's uh, provided through what Team Missions does.
0: So true, isn't it? and, and, An incredible privilege to be there at such a defining moment in a young person's life, I'm guessing, because they're the moments that... that become a a foundation for the rest of their life don't they i mean we've we've all had those moments as teenagers where we've had the opportunity okay am i going to pursue a faith of my own mm. or am i actually going to walk away from it at this moment isn't it and so yeah. you know seeing those moments where they actually see this is not me this is god yeah for themselves isn't yeah. it you know
1: I think even just getting that chance to put faith into action yes. and see like, ah, oh, this has a place yeah. in my life. Yeah. Like, uh, this is something not only that I can be a part of and, and work out, but defines who I am Yes, right? and, uh, seeing so many kind of beginnings of journeys yes, in that
0: Absolutely. of,
1: uh, oh, this is what this is like. Okay. Yeah. I want this. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Moments.
0: So did you have that moment in your own life? Did you grow up in a Christian family? I did. Yes. Yep.
1: So uh, my parents, uh, my dad was uh, uh, became a Christian as a young adult, um, guy in his sports team yep. brought him to the Lord. And uh, my mom was a uh, pastor's kid. Yep. And um, yeah, uh, we were raised uh, going to the Uniting Church in yep. Wyala. And um, yeah, they really... Uh, really showed us a lot of, uh, how, uh, God informs their life and the way that we live and, uh, all of that was great. Mm. Um, but there was definitely a disconnect between, uh, who I knew God was and what my life was like for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I definitely had that moment though of, um, wow, this is about so much more than I thought it was like. In that, yeah, I believe in Jesus and like, yeah, I know that God is real, but that's about as far as it went for me for a long time. Yeah. In, so
0: what age were you there?
1: Uh, at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I think up until I was about 17. Okay. And um, yeah, I went on a team missions team randomly out of the blue and oh. I found myself. I think the pivotal point for me was sitting at this orphanage in Northern Thailand and um, I just... Uh, I was just preparing to give a, a message um, and uh, there was this guy who randomly rocked up to the orphanage um, as a friend and I were just uh, sitting chatting and um, he recognized my friend and, you know, we're in the middle of Thailand and this other Aussie guy rocks up and somehow he and this friend that I was with knew each other oh my and they were like, how are you here right now? Yeah. Like, And, um... He was, he talked to us a bit and he was like, I oh, normally, you know, I'm in Madagascar doing, uh, dental aid, like, you know, supplying toothbrushes and toothpaste and teaching about dental hygiene and in Madagascar. And as he's talking to this girl that I was with, uh, we get talking He's like, Oh, so I'm here at the moment to, uh, do, um, rescuing from sex slavery. And, uh, He is like, just uh, up the road, there's a brothel that uh, I'm working to rescue kids out of. And having that moment, and I'm sitting in this orphanage like with all of these kids that are being looked after and taken in and educated by this couple because of um, the love that Christ has put in them, and I'm contrasting that with Mm. a block down the road where these kids are Hopelessly yeah. lost. Yeah. And um, then uh, that day, or maybe the next day, it's a bit foggy now. Like, mm. I give this message, which, like, even at the time, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, and um, just the the response, like, I think I, the message was on faith very generally. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, just uh, hearing from people that, um, even as I was, you know, given this message going like, wow, this is a lot better than I thought I was able to do. Yeah. And just the effects that came out of it was just, I can't do that. Like, yeah. but wow, this is a whole lot bigger than me, isn't it? Yeah, like, wow. and really seeing this is the difference that Christ makes in, in my life, yeah. not only through, through that time, what I was discovering about myself, but also like this is the power of God in the world totally like, so
0: it's almost as if you get to realize a, a a depth or a wealth within you that you actually had no idea what was there yeah isn't it when you start to open your mouth and share
1: yeah yeah
0: absolutely and you go oh hang on a minute maybe there's there's a bit more to this that I've actually realized <laughs> yeah
1: yep yeah. and I' don't know it seems very simple in that uh, who knew that actually living out what you <laughs> what I believed would make such a difference.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: But it was a, a no-brainer that I never did. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately. Yeah. Like, and uh, even now, like, you know, there are, every now and then God impresses a particular scripture on me or something and I'm I'm just a bit shocked in myself that I never thought that I should actually do that yeah. or live that way. Yes. And um, then when that takes place... He's faithful to do what he's promised. Mm. Surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So as a 17-year-old then, does that set your whole life on a different course than where you thought you were headed?
1: Uh, definitely in that, um, I had, I guess I had always been pretty go with the flow, uh, relaxed to the point of being passive about like where my life was going. Yeah. And, um, you know, I hadn't had too many serious thoughts of what I wanted to do when I was older or anything like that. And, uh, all of a sudden there was this idea that, uh, my life was important because God wanted to make use of it. And, uh, I think that that really changed, um, how I started to look at things. Yes. And I think that change was very slow in that I understood that then. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't really know what to do with that. I guess I just keep doing what I'm doing. And um, it took uh, quite some time for me to then, uh, I think, uh, work through the seriousness, I guess, of how I should treat my life like in that i think i started out in a different trajectory from yeah. that moment on i wasn't just wandering around i was pointed in a direction but yeah, i was well, wandering in a direction <laughs> yeah, that, yeah yeah
0: still had no idea <laughs> but on purpose with no yeah, idea
1: that's a great summary <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i think i don't want to just monologue but uh, i think uh I had another moment. I was sitting on a train on my way to uni. You know, yeah. by this stage, I'd kind of gone, I think God wants me to do teaching. And then I'd gone to uni and bombed out of my first year because oh, no. I was just uh, <laughs> really uh, silly with how I decided to live my life. Okay. Like, and uh, kind of, I remember walking back from my last exam of that year and thinking, I am such a fool. I know that I failed that. Like, and I know why, like I wasted so much time and I, uh, just did what was easy and yeah. Uh, and Expected then.
0: Expected it to fall in your lap? Somehow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: and I think, uh, that had always been the kind of way at school is I'd found ways to make sure I got by, but that wasn't going to fly anymore <laughs> at uni. So. You're
0: in the real world. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, got a bit of a shock and okay. then um, uh, started, I think, uh, being a bit more serious in that. And in that moment, I uh, was sitting on a train off to uni and uh, I uh, was reading through Luke and there's the uh, parable of the fig tree where... Um, There's this fig tree that's not producing any fruit and uh, the uh, gardener says, like, let's get rid of this tree. Why should it take up the soil Mm. and we'll put something in that's going to make fruit? And um, so, uh, and then the other guy says, oh, no, like, let's give it three years and dig around it and fertilize it. And then if it doesn't do anything, we'll rip it out. And I really felt God in that moment impress on me. That's you. Like... You, you know, leading youth, you go to church all the time and, um, you have all of these opportunities that you're asking for and that I've given you Mm. and you just won't engage. Like, and so if you keep not engaging, I'm going to give the opportunities to someone else. Mm, And I was like, ah, okay. Mm. Like, um, and I think I then started like going, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I should probably do some kind of preparation and started, uh, doing some more in-depth study and working a lot of things out in my life that had been, I knew were an issue, yeah. but I'd put off doing anything about it. Totally. Yeah. And uh, started doing that and uh, I reckon I finished reading a book about responsibility or a section on responsibility <laughs> or something and I closed it and I was like, God, like if you want to give me like Responsibility. I've started trying to do the things that you really convicted me about before. If you want to increase it, do it. And my phone rang and uh, a guy was like, hey, I'm involved in this camping ministry. Wow. We're doing this kind of thing. Do you want to help out? I was like, yep. And I guess I have to. <laughs> I guess and, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess from there, we really started, um, when I say we, I mean, uh, Monica and I were doing yeah. a lot of like ministry and church stuff together. And we... Uh, yeah, just started throwing ourselves into it rather than just, I guess, ambling along.
0: <laughs> so do you think that there's a... Um,
1: Sorry, that was a long story. No,
0: no, no. It's good. Do you think there's a complacency that can come around growing up in a Christian family?
1: Um, There was definitely my experience. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, there's even the the last message. I think Josiah touched on it a bit in um, you know the uh, it's very easy when your uh, parents supply the the structure and the the direction to never um, grow in yourself. Yeah. That direction and structure. Yeah. And so then, um, in doing so, it's really only and as I found, it's really only the uh guidance that comes from uh parents or even uh sometimes within the church yeah. it's really only that guidance that ever steers and nothing that really is owned and becomes mm. uh your own as a young person within mm. that environment mm. even uh uh st- stood out to me the other day as uh was reading the parable of the soul i don't know how many times i've read it before like the the, uh, when he's talking about the seed that's sown on the rocky soil yeah. and uh, he is explaining it to the disciples and said, it has no root of itself. Mm. And I'd read it tons of times before. I never mm. really thought, I don't know what that actually means. Mm. And when he describes like, you know, the sun comes out and it scorches it and it wilts and that's it. Mm. That, uh, I think it's very easy to actually answer your question, <laughs> uh, in a Christian home and with that complacency to never grow a root for ourselves. Yes. And it's only external factors that keep us going. And, uh, if they disappear or if there are bad external factors that act upon us in our life, live with Christ, then we fall away. Yeah, And, uh, I think often with all of those Good things present in guidance from parents and support within the church. Sometimes it means that young people, especially, don't grow their Mm. own roots Mm. and uh, spend a lot of time getting hand-fed and can't feed themselves. Yes, like as time goes on, very
0: easily scorched. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. It's 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 almost like. God has to give us this coming of age initiation when we hit yes. 17, 18. Yeah. We get this colossal slap in the face where he goes, Okay, that's it. Mm. No more manna. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. You know, yeah. now you actually need to fend for yourself. Yeah. And what are you going to do about it? Mm. Isn't it? And, and it's in that moment that we actually need to figure out, Okay is this what I want and, and what am I going to do about this? And But it's a rude shock, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Because up until that point, life with God's been so easy, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's,
0: mm. it's just been how mum and dad have displayed it and, yeah, living in a comfy church community and, I and think doing life.
1: E- even just in, you know, when you... Uh, when you try something new and, uh, you're with somebody else who's been doing it a long time, like, and, uh, everything just comes so naturally,
0: yes,
1: like seemingly yeah. to that person who's been doing it for, I don't know, like yeah. for me, it was like playing tennis. A couple of mates were like, Hey, you should come play tennis. And I was just awful at it. <laughs> they make everything look so easy. <laughs> yeah, even right? when you watch your, like sports on TV. It looks TV. like it
0: should be the <laughs> funnest game
1: ever. Yeah. yeah. And so you go into it thinking like, Oh yeah, I can do yeah, that. Totally. Like. And maybe it's the same thing with parents. Like as kids, you look at your parents and you go like, all right, you know, they make all of these wise decisions yeah. and, uh, they're, you know, so responsible mm-hmm. and they really know how to, uh, worship God as mm-hmm. a, in day in day out life. And you think like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess I'll just do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, without ever actually learning it, mm-hmm. like, and, uh, realizing that, oh yeah, they do it this way, but oh, right, I can't actually do that yet. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, makes sense. So do you
0: think in that there's there's a conversation that can be had and some understanding that can be had when you're that age or is it just you just got to wait for your slap in the face?
1: Hmm. Do you think
0: you would learn it any other way?
1: I don't know. I think every now and then, like even within team missions, I remember uh, just... Talking with I reckon it was a thirteen-year-old girl that was on one of my teams, mm. and she was just blowing me away with her like way of life and how she looked at things and this intimacy that she had with God. Wow. And I remember just being like, "Whoa!" Like, that's like, what I th- is think that? about myself at you know yeah. thirteen, gosh, yeah. and being like, "Oh, oh wow!" Like. <laughs> Um,
0: Scary if I think about myself at 13.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Totally. And the depth of the thought that was going through yeah, my head. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, oh, I was probably just thinking about like Pokemon or something like that when I was 13, yeah, let alone true. like. Girls are a bit what? more mature than boys. <laughs> so I yeah, was not thinking it. about Pokemon. I was thinking about boys, definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, I think maybe that's just the way that it often happens. Maybe it doesn't have to happen, mm. but maybe in just the way that we do things yeah. and uh, the way that things are set up, maybe that's how it just often comes about. Yeah. Um,
0: and I guess that's the beauty of something like um, the teen mission experience, isn't it? With with um, exposing our kids to the real world within a safe environment. Isn't it? And I think that's probably one of the greatest challenges as a parent, isn't it? Because our whole role feels like it's to keep our kids safe. Mm. But you realize at some point they're going to need to be exposed to the real world. Yeah, You know, and I I feel like, you know, in a very um, small way, you know, Arabella, before she went to school, you know, I think about this Mm. little innocent Arabella who her all of her friends and her influences, her church life. Now, all of a sudden she's going to school and I can't be a fly on the wall. I don't get to choose her friends and who she's hanging around and all of that. Mm. And so you go, there's this this, I want to protect you, but I know you have to go and experience the real world. And I think there's this constant tension, isn't Mm, there? And it's knowing as parents, okay, you know, how to help them frame that within a God view and experience that. And I don't know, it's hard, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me at the moment, it's as like, I think I'd already always kind of looked at uh, the safety element of parenting and, like, kind of chuckled a bit mm-hmm. and gone, like, oh, yeah, I won't – I'll be pretty easy going as a parent, surely. And then my <laughs> – my like, Heidi's looking to go up the stairs and I'm like, oh, wait, 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 just to, like, let me help you. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> totally. But, I know. Um, Especially yeah.
0: dads with their girls because their heads just go to mush. <laughs> yeah. So – Give up um, any uh, any dream of that. It is, but but I think particularly with teenagers, isn't it? It's this, you know they they do need to start seeing the real world mm. and and where their part to play potentially is within that, and where God fits and how to answer those questions. And you know their brain must be in overload. Hey, yeah. with processing all of this. Yep and mm. just figuring out where and how and what and and all of that. But then somehow they've got to see the impact that the God in them can bring to that world, isn't it? Yeah, You know, yep. like you going on that mission trip and you, you having the opportunity to open your mouth and going, that was not me.
1: Yeah. Yep. Isn't it? I think there's so much pressure as well, like in getting caught up in this is all gotta be me and I can't yes. do it and so I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, and that can be relaxed in yeah. realizing that it's not just Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not all on me to no. do this. No. Um
0: and almost relaxing as parents when our kids in are in over their head. Yep. Because we know for us, when we're in over our head pretty much every day that that's when God shows up, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like we're expecting that, that they're going to see the power of God in their life while they're, you know, kicking in the shallow end. Yeah. No, it's when we throw them in the deep end that yeah. they actually learn to swim, mm, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. You know, so mm. I
1: don't
0: know. I don't know how this turned into a parenting conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the It's the what do I wish my 17-year-old self knew, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yep. Mm.
0: And how differently that would have looked, but but how faithful God is despite all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think even in those kind of uh, those moments of where things don't go to plan or yeah. anything like that, the way that that's used for good is yeah. just oh, get out of here, kind of like. Um,
0: totally. So last year, obviously, you couldn't do anything through COVID with Team yeah. Mission. Well, so, what does God do in all of that?
1: Yeah, and that's last year was a big challenge. Yeah, in uh, you know, team missions had kind of gone on the uh, on the quiet for a couple of years, and we were just starting to build up again. And so we went from like no boot camp to a really tiny boot camp in New Zealand, and then uh, we like doubled that for the Aussie boot camp, and we yeah. were starting to gain momentum, and and then yeah, COVID, and we were like. Okay, no international travel. That's totally out. Yeah. Wow. Well. All right. What do we do about that? Yeah. Uh, but the What's ability for God to use those uh, things that we look at and go, "That's a disaster," yeah. and be like, "No, that, that's my plan." Actually, like, <laughs> and yeah, the things that we've thought about that we probably should have already been doing like those kind of opportunities that have been in our own backyard totally. for uh, so long that have gone wanting Yeah, that uh, God has kind of shined the light back on and gone, actually, some attention here, please, would mm. be, this is what I want. Mm. <laughs> um, I think we've, last year, we, we really tried to have the mindset um, and I mean we, as in personally, like Monica and I, uh we talked a lot about like here are the things that we can't do but what can we do? Yeah. Um and so, you know, that took place in uh we're looking at all the teenagers who had been a part of ministry beforehand, uh in the previous boot camp, shut up in their rooms and their houses, yeah. in lockdowns, not being able to do anything, seemingly. And we thought like, hang on a second, like no, that is uh, that's a lie like, that we're paralyzed right now. Like, um, we, uh, we were studying something, uh, where Paul is like, uh, uh, no, the gospel has been advanced by my chains, you Mm -hmm. know, Paul's under house arrest Mm -hmm. and everyone's stuck in their homes, you know, (laughs) for lockdown and like, here's Paul saying like, I was in jail and it helped.
0: Yes. (laughs) Wow. And we're like, hmm,
1: maybe there's something in this, Mm. like. And so we we ended up running a bit of an initiative for uh, how you can do mission and discipleship in lockdown. So cool. Through last year.
0: That's awesome. And uh,
1: we couldn't run a boot camp in the end. like That was made impossible by circumstances. But um, there were so many things that we could do. And uh, I think it was so healthy for me just uh, to realize how – short-sighted my own plans are and how me relying on them mm-hmm. really doesn't get yeah, me anywhere. Wow. Um, and, uh, in opening up to try to, and I feel so far behind in learning this, but yeah. to try to be, uh, waiting to see what God is doing and getting on board with that, Yeah. uh, in the moment, not in seasons for sure, and I still feel pretty uh, incompetent in that one, but yeah. even in the moment, just seeing like uh, uh, how is God working at this point? Yeah. Like that He is always working and He's always doing things, and I'm rarely aware of that, but when I am, the things that blast into your vision, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Uh, some of the most precious parts yeah. of um my life. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I love it. I love it. That's so cool. So watch this space. Watch what God's going to do in amongst the continual unknown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: where that's going to take all of us, hey?
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you Tim. Appreciate your time today and and your story and yeah, can't wait to see the um the next chapter and uh, what comes out of this.
1: Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the God in our story that you've just listened to. Can I encourage you that if you get the opportunity, introduce yourself to the teller of the story and tell them that you want to hear more. God has blessed us with each other to do this journey called Life Together.